0: So hello and welcome to the Pinch of Magic Podcast with me, Rebecca Anuwin. So today I am delighted to have a, another fearless traveller join us on our magical quest. And we're joined by Holly Wharton. I've known her for the longest time. Someone I've not met in person, but we have crissed and crossed paths all over the place, which actually is quite a good metaphor because I have been inspired. Oh my gosh, she's like one of the bravest people I know for adventures. Hiking, running the long trails, pilgrimages, wild camping and a lot of this solo adventuring. But one of the, I mean, obviously all of that is amazing and we will talk about that. But one of the things that I love, and if you haven't been to Holly's website, link is in the show notes, go. You know, because as soon, you know, usually when you land on websites, they're really super, super busy. And it's like, do this, do this, do this. And it's like an assault on the senses. You land on Holly's page and you—and my whole body just went, ah. Oh. Because there's this like beautiful rolling landscape. And I'm like, oh, kindred spirit here. And then I loved it. Author, podcaster, tree whisperer, no hiding. So let's start there, Holly. Tree whispering. Yeah. What's it all about? <laughs> As if I don't know. But what is it all about? And <laughs> where did it start? And where has it taken you? Because I know in the UK, it's even landed you on national TV, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So tell
1: us all how did tree whispering start for you? So it started very unexpectedly. So I have this friend who used to do these weekly Akashic Records emails. She's based in the States um, and it was a service that she provided. You'd pay for it once a month and she would every week on Sunday, she would tap into your Akashic Records, get a message from your records keepers and send it to you in an email. It was so great because it was like just a little thing to focus on each week, Mm. something to journal about or something to ponder or something to do. And this one week, my records keepers said, Holly, next time you're out in one of your walks, go up to one of the trees and put your hands on the bark and just tune into your chakras and see if any of them are activated, see how they feel feel and just start talking to the tree and see what it has to say back and i was like what are you talking about like i don't even know how to do this like what are you saying okay fine fine i'll try it so i'm out on a walk on a new route that i'd never been on before in a part of the woods that i don't normally go to this was all very new to me i was following these written instructions that were kind of terrible and all of a sudden i got lost and this was years ago before I'd done any like outdoor training, before I had done like navigation courses, like I didn't have a map with me. It just had these stupid directions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which weren't very helpful if you got turned around and got off the directions. Um, but fortunately, a few minutes before I got lost, I started tapping into the trees and just kind of connecting with them and thinking, you know, I can't do this, but let's do it anyway. And the tree said to me, it's okay. And I was like, Mm. okay, I I don't know what that is. And so then I went over to another tree and I heard, it's okay. And I still thought, well, I'm making, maybe I'm making this up. I don't know what's going on. And then I got lost. And I remembered what these two trees had said just 10 minutes prior, which was, Mm. it's okay. So I thought, oh, well, maybe that's what they were talking about. So I went to a new tree and I was like, help. Can you help, please? Like, I don't know if this is real. I don't know if it's all in my head, <laughs> but I do know that I'm lost. And I was starting to get kind of flustered. I can't do anything else, so help. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> so obviously the logical thing is to ask the trees. Um, and a tree gave me directions. Just practical, just turn back here, turn left here, turn left here, and you should be back where you were before you got lost. And I followed the directions and I got back on track. And so that was the start of it. I love that,
0: but for so many reasons. But I just <laughs> one of my most profound tree experiences was when I wasn't lost, but I was at the wrong tree, mm. and actually a bird told me I was at the wrong tree, and because I, I I I was driving to in like. To deepest darkest wales it wasn't really i was driving down to south wales but i'd gone through, if you've ever been to wales and you get yeah. miles and miles of road and there's nothing <laughs> yeah. there's like maybe a little pub or a random little house yeah and i was just sat with my little boy we were chatting away i wasn't driving by the way i was like chatting like ch- playing with my little boy and i suddenly saw a farm called U tree farm and i went oh oh, there must be a significant U round here because there was a U-Tree farm, then there was a U-Tree pub. There wasn't much around and then there was a church. And I thought, oh. So I grabbed my phone and I thought, oh, what? where am I? And I thought, oh, I don't know. Oh, quickly. So I just put like to navigate to home because then it tells you where you are immediately. I screenshot it and carried on driving, got to where we were going. It was actually to some caves to explore. Oh, so nature Um, (laughs) And I Googled where we were That when I screenshot the picture and it said it was like one of the oldest trees in Wales. And I was like, I'm going to investigate on the way back. So after we'd done all this exploring during the day, my boys were a bit knackered. So they stayed in the car. And I was like, Jay, just pull up at the church. This tree must be in the church. There's nothing else around. And I went around the the church and I thought, oh, there's that beautiful you. And I went, oh, yeah, I could see that. And this crow just went, cool, cool, cool. And what I heard was, that's not the tree. The tree you're looking for is around the back of the church. So I did. I thought, oh, well, just let me go have a look. So I went around the back and I went, wow, that's the tree. Because it was. It looked like it was two ye- yew trees. But when I did some research, actually, um, from a DNA perspective, it was the same tree and it had like steps inside. It was incredible. But trees, I think when you give them permission,
1: yeah.
0: their, their communication is very clear. Yeah. Now, I love sharing that story because so many people say to me, oh, that's happened to me too. And I'm sure you have the same thing, yeah. like over and over again. And yet it's almost comical that you're like, how did I make that up? You know, the crow yeah. wasn't going, it's behind the church, <laughs> but it's definitely what I heard yeah, <laughs> in yeah. my head. you know. And I was like, oh, okay. Because so I was very happy with the tree I found at the front. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a very big yew tree. This must be the one. Not a chance. So how do you then develop that relationship moving forward going, oh, the trees just saved me. That was nice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I kind of went on with my life after that. Mm. and was like, oh, that was really cool. But, you know, and then I would, you know, go out on my walks or runs and I would kind of say hi to the trees, but didn't really develop the skill anymore Mm. because it was just, I don't know. Yeah, life went on. And then I went on this forest bathing meetup group thing. I went there once, never went there again. I don't know why. It was lovely. But it was clearly the thing I needed to do mm. to act, like activate my relationship with trees. Because one of the things we did was we were in Newlands Corner here in Surrey. We went up to this grove of yew trees. And they said, pick a yew tree, go up to it, and just connect with it. Um, you know, put your arms around it, or touch it, or sit with your back next to it, or whatever. Remember, yew trees are toxic, so obviously, don't eat any part of the yew tree. So I no got- licking it, <laughs> yeah. no licking in admiration, people. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I, I instantly was drawn to this yew tree. It was like I saw it and I was like, you, mm. um, pun intended, and <laughs> and so I go over this yew tree and I go over to it and I just. This like connection to it, and I was like touching it, and it said, "You know what? You're working on this book now," which I was. And it it said, "You know, it's 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 really challenging for you. It's really hard. Like we know that. We have an idea for a book that would be really easy for you to write." And I was like, "Okay." And they said, "The trees had stories. Mm. People need to hear these stories. You need to go to the trees, collect their stories, and put them in a book." I'm getting chills as I tell you the story. And I just instantly knew this was it. Like it just like everything in my body was just like, yes. And I remember like hugging the tree and kissing it and then being like, oh, you're toxic. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> I wasn't far <laughs> off licking it then. was yeah, like, <laughs> No, you weren't, you weren't. That's why I was I thought it was so funny that you said that because I was just like, just so And I travail. just like <laughs> kissed it. And then I was like, oh shit. <laughs> But I remember, and I remember coming home from that and like telling my husband about the experience and being like, just so like excited and the energy, like I just felt so right. Even though it was like nothing like I'd ever written before, it was completely new. Like it just felt right. You know how Mm. that is. And that was what really solidified my relationship with the trees because I spent the next year Collecting the stories of 28 trees, which I put into my book, If Trees Could Talk. And that was just, I knew that book was going to be a game changer for me in terms of my writing career because it just, it was such a different book and it felt like it came from, you know, the tree spirits rather than my head. And it just felt so divinely guided. And yeah. And that's still my best selling book. Like I've written, you know, 20 odd books and that is the one that sells more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Because it touches people. Everyone's got their favourite tree. We do, don't we? Yeah. Everyone everyone has
0: a story of a tree. They fell out of a tree. They've been rescued yeah. by a tree. <laughs> you know, they've <laughs> cried and grieved a tree when it's fallen to the winds or been taken down. And I just think, even just listening to you, there's like a, there's a real energy of being like, I'm not sure what the right word is, but like the wisdom keeper. It's like mm. this started because of the Akashic Records, and you were like, Oh, my wisdom keeper told me this. And then you're going to the trees, and they're the wisdom keep keepers going, write my book. And it's like yeah. you're that that link, you know, you're yeah. the that you're the story sharer yeah. and the wisdom keeper. Cause I I I always joke, it's like I visit trees, like some people visit cathedrals or museums. It's like, I'm like, oh, Jay. Let them, my partner and i'm like let's go and visit here and he's like oh what trees there then and i'm like oh my <laughs> god am i that obvious and i'm like we're going to the beach because we've they've just uncovered like a petrified forest over on like the welsh coast and he's like brilliant let's off off to the beach we go and it's like one of those things it's like trees talk to me they say like i have a calling and they're like hey you're yeah. coming over here and i'm like am i that's okay let's see But for the longest time, mine have always been yew trees. It's always Mm. yew trees that are calling me. Um, I love the light of beech trees Mm. in the summer. It's like being in that dappled light because there's, you know, often bluebells and stuff around. And it's like, I love that energy, but it's always the yew trees. Mm. I I kind of like feel like I shouldn't choose a favourite tree, but it is the yew tree. Do you have a tree that you feel most connected to? A species or an individual tree? Let's go species first. I have three favourites. <laughs> Actually, that's so, pretty impressive, though, even to narrow it down to three. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I love yews yeah. and I love oaks. There are a lot of oaks mm. in my book and hollies, obviously. Yeah. And your favourite tree? Oh, that one's really hard. I don't, I don't, that's that's really oh, that's, hard. That's fair. I couldn't pick yeah. an actual, actual tree, I don't think. And, and I just feel like, it's like, I don't really have a best friend. You know, I have Mm. lots of friends all over the world. I love them all, but I don't have like a single best friend. And I, I don't, I don't with the trees either. I just, I feel like they're all my friends. And when I go on a run and I run past one of the trees, it's like, there you are. Hi, how have you been? And I always give them updates about the book.
0: (laughs) I always remember it was, it was Elsie actually from She Podcast. Uh She said to me, Rebecca, what is it about trees? Excuse me a second. it safe. So, Elsie had said to me, She goes, What is it that you love about trees, Rebecca? And I was like, Because they're trees. They're not trying to be anything else. They're not trying to be fancy. They just stand there and they're just like, Here I am. I'm being a tree, totally happy with a yew tree, an oak tree, a beech tree. And they give us everything. Mm. You know, of course they look beautiful, mm. but they provide obviously oxygen food we can use them to create shelter they have an entire ecosystems within them we can create paper we can create tools and utensils we can even create transport out of them i'm like what doesn't a tree give us they are just amazing and yet we don't even notice them most of the time so what is it about trees that you love
1: they're just so lovely and majestic and yeah. and they do have wisdom and i know most people aren't used to seeing them that way but they have so much to say a lot of them and <laughs> some of them not um because they don't want to but just but like it, people <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and it's just oh I don't know. I just love them. I love Mm. them so much, and I love. We live in Surrey, which is you know one of the most wooded counties, and and I just love that we have so many trees. There's so many times that we think about moving up north or somewhere else, and I'm like, and there's so many other beautiful places in this country, but like we have so many trees here. Do have so (laughs) many trees? I just love seeing them, and I love running and walking and and just being around them. I, I it's it's so hard to put into words. I just I. Love it! I went
0: to Lesotho um, in mm-hmm. South Africa,
1: mm-hmm.
0: at, or within South Africa, and it was amazing. There were very few trees, mm. and i I'd, I'd grown up in Cornwall, and you know there are there are woods there, mm. because I lived on the coast. A lot of the trees were like wizened old trees that were yeah. bent over from the coastal breeze. And so, when I went to Lesotho, I actually took um, the people that we stayed with. I actually was sent postcards back of the woods that surrounded me because they couldn't believe that I lived somewhere that was full of woods, you know, and it's just like you forget, don't you, that not everyone has yeah. access to trees, the kind of way we are a very well, we used to be an incredibly wooded nation. Yeah. But we still do have a lot of wood. So mm. where how did that, that that book, that story, how did that shape kind of like you and the journey of your life?
1: it made me step up in a bigger way it made me get Ooh. visible in a bigger way i mean going on national television talking to trees that's opening yourself up to a lot of like hatred and i've had i've had hate mail okay
0: hatred, just hatred. not just not just it. judgment but just you know
1: well yeah i guess Harsh but judgment, for sure. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no, like people saying you're, judge. you know, you're you're so effing crazy. Like, mm. who do you think you are? Like, you're a nutter. Like, people like s- seeking me out on Facebook to send me private Facebook messages, telling me how crazy I am. <laughs> You know, and it's like,
0: perhaps you should be more concerned with yourself if you're actually stalking someone that you've seen on television. I know. Yeah. And they're always
1: like messages at like 2.30 in the morning. Like, <laughs> you know, this person's not doing well in life. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but but there's, yeah, there's a lot of judgment, which I get. Like, this isn't a normal thing. It's not a mainstream thing. Like, oh, no, I,
0: I disagree. I think like, it is normal. Yeah. Um, But it's not mainstream. Yeah. Yeah, because I think if you speak to most people, they have chatted to their plants to help them yeah. grow. They've yeah. chatted to their trees. Yeah. They might not have heard an answer. They might not have trusted it. They might have repressed it. Mm. But I think it is actually quite a, it's a very natural thing to do. Mm. Like if you watch children around plant life, yeah, yeah. kids Absolutely. know. And yeah. then we teach it out of them. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And I should imagine those people that are sending you that vitriol are the ones that probably, if you said to them, what was your favourite tree growing up? They probably have an entire story about it, but then, you know, had that faith taken away from them. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So how was that then to deal with that level of scrutiny? Let's call it.
1: Um, it was okay because I was also getting a lot of messages from people saying, I love this. I have a favorite tree. Yeah, me too. (laughs) So many people. I also have the number one blog post on my website is about like how to talk to trees and it's kind of basic, basic advice. And because that's my number one blog site, it's had like 20,400 visitors to it. I get emails all the time from people saying, oh my God, thank you for this. I've always been able to do this. I thought it was just me. I thought I was weird. I thought maybe I was going crazy. But I see that other people are doing it and just I'm getting chills as I say this because mm. just it's so important to talk about this. And it's so important for us to share our magical tree experiences, because when people see that, they see that other people do this. It is a thing that can be done. And I think you it's such a, yourself up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think it's like that opening yourself up and remembering because yes. I absolutely believe everyone has this inherently yeah. within them. Yeah. But the trick, it or it's not even a trick, sorry, that's totally the wrong word. But the important part is, is what it requires is that we trust ourselves. Yes. And most of us have learned to, to give our power away to other yep. people, to look yep. outside of ourselves, yep. And so... It's very easy to dismiss the intuition because it's that quiet noise. And people are like, no, I want I want the tree to talk to me with a mouth. And yeah. so I can hear the words. And so yeah. then I know I'm not, you know, yeah. losing anything. And it's yeah. just like, no, it's that inner communication. Mm. And of course, the other thing is it's often a reflection too. And that's the part that we're not very good at. Yeah. <laughs> it's going, oh, actually perhaps that does need to change in my life. Yeah. So I mean, it must have been oh, it must have been wonderful to have so many people say, oh, thank you, me yes. too. Yes, yeah? yes. All the other people are just like, yep, okay, you keep doing you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here yeah. to shine brighter. <laughs> um, how was that experience being on this morning? So it wasn't just like some weird little, mm. you know, odd channel that no one watches. It's like, Mainstay TV program in yeah. the UK, like probably yeah. the, probably the most watched daytime TV. <laughs> so yes, yeah.
1: and I was on it twice. So <laughs> yes. like, so clearly they're you know, and, and it's it's it was great. It was terrifying because live television. is... Well, you were brilliant on it. So, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> live television is so it's so like fast paced that like. You just—it's not like normal life. I mean, my life is pretty mellow, but like (laughs) it's—it's such a different speed, and you've got to think fast, and you've got to—you know—respond fast. And but it was wonderful because Mm. it got the message that the trees out there more, and it led to so many more things. I mean, the number of times. BBC Radio Scotland, I've been on twice. Uh, I think it was BBC Radio Somerset. Like, all BBC all over the country has, like, contacted me on various occasions to talk about talking to trees. And it's like we have these, like, mainstream, respected media outlets that are interested in this. Mm. And it's just been fantastic. And I just – I like this project because I feel like it's not about me. It's not about, oh, I can talk to trees because I believe that everyone can do it. It's about – being an outlet for the trees and being in service and helping them get their message out there and helping people to connect with nature. That's that's mm. what it's about for me.
0: Yeah. Again, it brings you back to that role, doesn't it, of being like mm. the wisdom keeper yeah. communicator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so why is nature so important? I say chuckling, but let's have that discussion. It's like, oh, convince me. Ha ha ha. But you know, for your own personal life, what has been yeah. your relationship with nature? Because we have a very similar philosophy mm. in that um it is about nature being one of the most potent teachers of of life. And I always think every time there's something in my life, I'm like, okay, what is is nature? What happens in nature? What can I learn from that? Mm -hmm. Whether it's like looking at the moon, whether it's looking at the seasons, whether it's looking at the growth cycle of any plant, Mm. it's just like, it's all there reflecting to us. Mm -hmm. So what has, how's your relationship developed with nature?
1: Oh, it's just nature. It's, it's, it's helped me to know myself better. It's mm. helped me to make better decisions in life. It's helped me to reconnect with myself. It's helped, just helps me disconnect from internet, technology, media, and reconnect with just deep energies of the world. Yeah. I I don't, it's it's so hard to put into words, but it's like, it, it puts me in, in, in tune with, important stuff in life. Yeah. And I think one
0: of the things that we forget is that we are actually nature. Mm. You know, we're nature with clothes on. Mm. Um, You know, and and thank goodness, like I've said many times before, I love living in a central heated house in the UK. And I'm sure people in hot climates love their air conditioned homes. Mm. And I love being able to get in my car and travel. It's like I wouldn't swap any of that. Yeah. And what it does is it removes us from the very core essence of who we are. And I think as we go back to nature, we cannot help but go back to ourself too and understand ourself better and cope with change better and adversity. Mm. So how how has it like in a practical way helped you make a choice? You said it helped you make choices. And that's something people often say is like, oh, I don't know what to do. How do I do this? Or what should I do? And again, it comes down to trust. And yeah, it does. But in the meantime, how's how does like connecting with nature, how's that helped you become a better decision maker over the Mm. years?
1: So I think the more I know myself, the better Mm. I know myself. The easier it is to make decisions. Yes. I don't. I used to be so out of touch with myself, and it was so hard for me to make decisions. And I would, I would write down like pros and cons lists, <laughs> and like analyze all with the head, intellect, like, intellect, like, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. How we must you know figure out the best. Like, should I do this? Should I do that? And I, just, I was so like off course, hmm. so out of touch. I had no clue what was the right decision, and so I ended up making a lot of really bad decisions. So by being in nature and reconnecting with myself it's just made decision making easier. Yeah. I mean a couple of years ago I got into the habit of going on a a monthly camping trip by myself just to a campsite about an hour away from home just pack everything in the car go camp bring a pile of books from the library read go for a run go for a walk but just being outdoors for you know 3 or 4 days it just Slows me down, puts me in touch with with myself. Yes. Mm. And I just, it just helps me reconnect with myself. I, 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 it just helps me get in that wavelength where I need to be to make those good decisions. And yeah, life changing. Yeah. And I, I do. It's
0: like, I think from an energetic health perspective, Mm. the decision, the, being easier to make a decision is about coming back to your own senses. It's like literally coming back to your own senses. And what better place to do that than in nature when we're not bombarded by fake frequencies you know, of, of Wi-Fi and TVs and computers. Again, I love all of those. I'm very, very yes. grateful for them. And it's quite good to unplug occasionally too. Yes. And so when we are full of our self, full of our own senses, we're not, we're not susceptible to everyone else's expectations of us. Oh, but they think I should do that. Society thinks I should do that. And it's like sometimes we have to plug out of the the communal noise around us so that we can recharge. And it's like you said going to a campsite and my head went, Oh, you're so brave. And then you said, Oh no, it's like a normal campsite. And I was like, Oh, I could do that. I could camp by myself in a yeah, you know, a campsite. But for yeah. some reason, what you do, I'm like, how does she do that by herself? I'd sleep with one eye open. So talk to us about how you of course the love of nature. Mm. And then that takes you wild camping by yourself.
1: In all fairness, I haven't been wild camping by myself. When I did the Coast oh, to Coast, goodness. I was with two friends. But that's my but that's that's the one thing that's on my list for this year, and it's something that I plan to do. Okay, so, wild camping yeah. with
0: others doesn't quite seem as frightening and yet it's it's ridiculous no it it probably isn't when you do it all the time I suppose but it's part of me that I always say this it's really funny it's like I love the darkness I I get a bit you know exhausted by the whole you know light 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 I'm like no the darkness is rich it's nourishing Mm. it's where the wisdom is it's where our intuition is I love the darkness until I step outside into the garden and I'm like oh fox is gonna bite me You know, and straight away when I'm actually in the physical darkness. I mean, I'll sleep in my house, obviously, in the dark. I'm not it's not I'm not afraid of the dark in that way. Mm. But when I'm outside in my safe garden, Mm. you know, with you know, hedging and fencing around it, admittedly there's no there's no streetlights where I am. So it is like if it's if it's moonless, it's very, very dark. And I'm like, oh my god, there's gonna be a fox. I don't know why. I love foxes. I grew up in a, you know, in in a country place and there were foxes i've never been bitten by one i've never had a terrible experience but i'm convinced a fox is going to bite me so 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 for me i'm like oh god walk camping by myself i have wild camped with a friend when mm. i did the coast to coast walk actually um yeah <laughs> we missed our stop and we're like oh we are just on the edge of the there's a full moon on the edge of the moors and i'm like i'm sure there's a film about this <laughs> yeah camping on on the edge of the moor on a full moon but for some reason that didn't bother me at all. Mm. Um. But the thought of it doing it now, maybe it's just because I'm old and you know, like my comfortable bed. But <laughs> yeah, how how has that? How has your journey into that kind of like wild camping evolved for
1: yourself? Mm. I love it. I, I mm. The Coast to Coast was just such a lovely adventure. And one of my plans for hopefully this year is to also get out myself and do wild camping by myself because it is a fear that I have. And it's mm. something that I want to get over because it's an experience I want to have. And yeah, it's it's in the plans. Why is that an experience you want to have? Because you're
0: afraid of it or just because you think it will be very liberating?
1: Both. Uh, So both of those things. And also I love being in nature alone. I love going on long hikes alone. I love going on long trail runs alone. I love being out in nature alone and I love camping. And so bringing them all together. Yeah. It's bringing them all together. And and I don't like that I have this fear of it. So, Mm. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, But obviously for you to do that while camping, you are because I love your Instagram feed and you're like, oh, I'm on this wild camping adventure now and I'm learning how to do this and identify uh, tracks. And it's just, yeah. when you start looking into that world, it's amazing, isn't it? Yes. And it's like, it's something that I was like on my to-do list. It needs to come off the to-do list and actually get done. But it's mm-hmm. like, I love it. When I, like, I step outside, and I'm like, oh, it smells like rain. And people are like, no, look, the sky's blue. And I'm like nope definitely smells like rain yeah. and sure enough within about an hour it's raining i'm like yes i yeah. am <laughs> still connected into those senses somewhere and it yeah. and it's i don't know it's just like that visceral again back in our senses mm-hmm. we spend so much time in our head yeah but i'm i'm like you it's like i love going obviously out with my family for walks with the dog and then the other day oh it was such a treat it's like i'd gone to school done the school thing watched the football matches and i'm like oh i've got two hours before the end of school and so just down the road is like this beautiful national trust forest woodland Mm. and I just went off by myself and it's just so nice just to be able to go at my own pace have a look at every little oh god not another flower Rebecca and a leaf or you know whatever it is and just to be there without mommy mommy look at this which is an absolute freaking delight and Mm. sometimes it's really nice just to
1: be like oh here it is yeah, you can do your own thing in your own way, when you want, how you want, where you want. Mm. It's why I like
0: traveling by myself too. Yeah. I'm
1: like, mm, <laughs> just do what I like. Um,
0: so, mm. when you've been learning all of your outdoor studies, because mm. you have done quite a few, yes, have you? Which has been like the most most eye opening for you, or which has been like the most profound on like your knowledge and confidence, or just mm.
1: just your inner knowing? mm. So uh, the place where I've done a lot of my online, my online outdoors courses is, Mm -hmm. um, it's called the Woodcraft School and it's in West Sussex and they do a variety of outdoors things. So they do like the animal tracking and trailing, uh, track and sign. They do ethnobotany, plant ID, bushcraft, and it's just the mix of everything really. It's, it's knowing practical bushcraft stuff you know, to help with safety and, and outdoors knowledge, but it's knowing the plant stuff. And the the ethnobotany course is fantastic because it's a seven month course. You go from spring into autumn and you see all the different seasons and you do all the different, like, I have a basket over there that I made from tree bark. Um, I have another basket that I made from other tree bark (laughs) like like it's just it's so wonderful seeing the different things you can do with plants in different times of the year dyeing fabrics with natural dyes it's just wonderful just all the different crafts and things you can do with plants and then also the healing stuff you can do with plants um And then track and sign has also been wonderful, like seeing a footprint in the dirt and saying, oh, I know what that animal is. I know why that's a fox and not a dog. Or, you know, oh, there's a burrow. I know that's a a badger and not a and you know, a rabbit or yeah. something like that. So it's it, it just it it heightens the experience, it adds new layers to the experience of being outdoors because you can see, even though you're not seeing the animals, you can see who's living and functioning in the areas that you're walking through.
0: That must be a really empowering thing to be able to do just to
1: mm-hmm.
0: go into an environment and have that deeper understanding mm-hmm. instead of just going, Oh, yes, this is pretty, yeah, or even just going, Oh. I feel better now because yes. you know, most people go into nature and just feel better, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yes. But, but to have that deeper relationship. Mm.
1: Yeah. Mm. I mean, I remember walking by trails and just seeing like, Green stuff on the side of the trails, and it's like now I know the names of that green yeah. stuff, I, and I know what am I might use plants. it for. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and what I shouldn't use it for because it's toxic. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's also really important because I think a lot of people don't understand how dangerous some plants could be. <laughs> I know, especially in the UK, we're like,
0: oh, we're such a safe little country. Yeah, <laughs> I've got nothing toxic over here. Yeah, it's <laughs> okay. Um, one of my favorite kind of people to, I don't know, I guess to watch. Not that I've watched much of it for a long time, but is Ray Mears.
1: Mm.
0: Um, you know, he's I don't know, I don't know if you know what you'd call him, bush, bushcraft, wildcrafting yeah. type person. But I've always loved his stuff because he just looks mm. like your uncle,
1: you yeah. know?
0: And yeah, if you were ever in trouble, you would want him by your side. Yeah. And I can remember <laughs> listening to Radio Two, um, because I'm a certain age, so I was listening to Radio Two. In fact, it was a bit embarrassing the other day. For those of people that aren't in the UK, we have Radio One, which is what all the kids listen to, um, and then Radio Two, which is what the, old, the all the old folk listen to. And I, I mentioned Radio One the other day, and my little boy, who's only eight, went, "There's a Radio One! I thought there was only Radio 2. And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm failing educationally here as a as a you know." But. We always listen to our music from like our iTunes store, (laughs) you know, rather than in in my day, it would always be on the radio. He's like, "Mummy, there's a radio one. I was like, oh no, terrible, terrible mother. Anyway, I was listening to radio two years and years ago. And I still remember this now. And Ray Mears was being interviewed and there was a phone in and people were saying, where's the best place to go and experience for like, for their honeymoon or for the children. And I always remember the children. He said to go um, canoeing. Down the rivers in Canada. He said that will be something you'll never ever forget. And I'm like, oh, I've always fancied Canada. But I can remember, I don't know if it was like people going on the honeymoon or something or something. And they're like, they're going to Borneo. What do we do in the jungle? And I love this. And I think it's such, it was, it's really good advice for the jungle, but I think it's really profound life advice too. And he said, you go into the jungle and stop, and then you let the jungle come to you. Because when you're when you just wait everything comes out to have a peek Mm. what's that thing over there that's a bit new who's that but if you're stomp 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 stomping, trying to get through really fast trying to get to the end everything runs away and I'm like that's really good advice (laughs) and how profound for life yeah Yeah. you know because when we do slow down the answers the clarity the opportunities come you know and I was like oh I love that and and When I was in South Africa a long, 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 long time ago, we had landed in Joburg and we'd got off the plane. I'd never known heat like it because I landed in summer. Um, (laughs) And my friends were like, come on, let's go over this hike. The people we had gone over to stay with. And they were trail runners and they were pegging it to the top like super fast, you know. And I'd done the coast to coast walk, you know. So I was, you know, very used to trail walking. But I couldn't keep up with them. I just travelled for however many hours it is to get to South Africa. And I saw this amazing bush. And I was like, wow, look at those orange flowers. And I had a closer look. And it wasn't. It was a bush full of orange butterfly. I'd never seen anything like it. You know, little Cornish girl here. And when I got to the top, like, oh, where have you been? I was like, did you see the butterflies? And they were like, no, what butterflies? Because they were so interested in getting to the top, yeah. which is great. That's what yeah. they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like, for me, it's like, I'm not likely to go back to South Africa again. There's yeah. too many other places I want to go to. It's like I want to stop and look at everything, yeah. all of these plants, all you know everything that I'm never going to see again and it was it was just I thought, oh, isn't that interesting how again, one isn't right mm-hmm. but how we people see the world so differently, they just yeah. wanted to bag a peek, yeah, you know because that's that was their identity, and I wanted to have a look at
1: the flowers, <laughs> and I thought not much has changed really. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's that's a really important mindset to have because I think there are different experiences that we can have in nature. Mm. We can have experiences where we push ourselves on a long trail run or or a hike, or and we can have experiences where we slow down. And And I think that's one of the things that I've learned in recent years because I train for ultras and I'm running long distances. Yeah. And How I, long is an ultra? Uh, anything over a marathon. So it's an ultra oh, okay. marathon, which means anything yeah, yeah. over a marathon. So anything longer than 42 kilometers. So the Traditional distances are 50 kilometers, 50 uh, miles, 100 Mm. kilometers, 100 miles, and then beyond. Um, So like the coast to coast in this country is an alter. It's called um, the Northern Traverse. And that is done as a trail run. Um, I I walked that over a few days. I was not running that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But one of the things that I've had to remind myself is that it's okay if I'm on a five-hour run on the weekends – to stop and take a picture of the flowers. Like those pictures mm. that, that you commented on my bluebell picture. I was on so a, yeah. <laughs> a four or five hour run or something and I saw bluebells and I was like, what? It's too early for bluebells. Really? Yeah. And I looked around and there were tons of budding bluebells. And so I stopped. Wow, they were really a late picture. last year. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but it's okay to stop. Like you yeah. don't have to, like you can stop your run. You can pause. You can take a picture to share with other people and to just, stop and look at the bluebells like you know there are no rules you can do what you want when you want how you want you can be fast you can be slow you know but again isn't that an important
0: indication of our society Where it's like oh there are rules you have to follow the rules especially in the uk with our rules of like queuing it's not that i'm (laughs) saying you should push the queue people don't be upset (laughs) with me um but you know there's like it's like, oh yeah, why are we doing it this way? Now mm. for me, I do like an orderly cue. and makes sense to yes. it, makes sense in my head, and it's fair. Yeah. That's that's a good rule. But there are plenty of rules that I'm just like, really? Are we still still behaving like it's like 1950? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, so it's like, oh yeah. And it just gets us to question, yeah, what is it? And the other thing you just said about the bluebells, it's like I had said, my God, they're so early and then i had i had saw some bluebells yesterday and i thought oh i must tell holly i've seen the bluebells but not where i traditionally see yeah like the i, I guess traditional bluebells if you not the hybrid bluebells they're not out yet mm-hmm. but again just i know where to go like when yeah. it was february i was like i know where there's going to be a patch of um snowdrops that i want to yeah. go and hang out with the snowdrops and i know where the bluebells are going to be and i i watched the hedges go from white You know, and then they go Mm. to green and then they go pink again. It's like, I know how that's happening. And I find there's a real comfort in Mm. that. And it's really interesting as well. So I'm like, oh, they're early. It's Mm. like you you sink into the seasons, don't you? I had this conversation with the last podcast and we were talking about the moon cycles. Mm. And it's just like, there's a real beauty to the rhythm. And it's not about having control of something. It's like, good luck controlling nature. But it is that kind of rhythm that you can kind of find yourself in mm-hmm. that is a different rhythm from nine till five this is what you have to do go yeah. go 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 and I don't know and it's beautiful too which I always think is yeah. you know one of those things it made me laugh actually a couple of years ago I was it well pr- longer than that now four or five years ago I was in New York mm. and the one picture I shared of my time in New York was of this tree that had overtaken the bars it was in and I was like oh my god I'm such a nature person <laughs> it's like <I> don't worry about <laughs> all the beautiful buildings and all the differences it's like look I've had a tree obviously but it had, like in- encapsulated mm. the metal whatever it was that was around it on the city streets <laughs> so what is let's talk pilgrimage
1: mm-hmm.
0: have you you have done a pilgrimage
1: not but you planned no. one. No. Well, I'm thinking about planning one. Right. So it's something I've been thinking about a lot because mm. I've been I've done a couple of the national trails. I've done the Ridgeway twice. I've done the South Downs Way twice. There are a couple of shorter trails in my area that I've done. Yeah. Um, the Way South Path and the Downs Link, and I've done the coast to coast. But I've never done like a formal pilgrimage. Yeah.
0: And I don't because, mean like in a like, oh, I'm doing it because it's a religious act. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. it's I, I wanted to talk to you more about. Why the act of walking is important mm. from a spiritual point of view, not a religious point yeah, of view, yeah, but from because yeah. I I have a I have a theory about, mm. about why pilgrimage is important mm. and why maybe we're struggling today as a society yeah. without yeah. it. Um, but I'd love to hear like your thoughts on. Whether it's something you had, I thought I thought you had been planning something. Maybe I misunderstood that. Mm. But whether it's something that you would consider doing, something that you think is important. Yes. And maybe yes. pilgrimage is the wrong word, but it's just like that act of doing something for a specific meaning yes. rather yes. than just going for a hike to look for the bluebells.
1: Yes. Um, I, I think it is important and it's something. I mean, I kind of do it like with mm. all of my books that I've written about walking adventures, I always share the inner journey as well as the practical journey. Yeah. And I usually pull oracle cards before I go one for each day. So I have something to think about, yeah. um, not that I need things to think about, but like something to focus on. <laughs> yeah. It gives you an idea of what's what's going on. So even without kind of practically planning a pilgrimage, i Very much focused on the inner journey when I do a walk. Mm. Um, And I've actually just created these new walking journals. For the Ooh. South Downs, Ooh, I've got I've got the proofs here. I'll show them to you. Ooh. So I've got the Ridgeway Journal, Ooh, South Downs Way pretty. Journal, the Coast to Coast Journal, and then I've done oh, one, sure. even though I haven't done the Camino Santiago yet. I've done um, one specifically for that. So it's got questions for reflection. Yeah, so you can write down the practical stuff that happened each day so that you remember your journey. Mm. And it also has questions for reflection, like the most beautiful things you saw in the journey. What was the inner journey like? What were your thoughts like? What was going on? And so it's trying to bring awareness to what's going on in here when we have these pilgrimages or walking adventures yeah. or journeys um, because I think the inner journey is just as important as the physical journey and how many so things can did you feel like quitting yes and how did you talk yourself out of it yes yeah. yes exactly
0: how much exactly. did you swear at that first blister because you hadn't prepared as much as you thought you did yes. and what can you help yourself with now
1: yes. exactly, <laughs> Obviously, exactly. Not
0: speaking from experience there huh? yeah
1: <laughs> not not at all I've never had blisters <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah so I I think it's very important. I mean, obviously everyone has different experiences and has different goals for an experience. So maybe you just want to push yourself physically and that's fine and that's enough. Yeah. But if you want to pay attention to the inner journey, I think having, you know, reflecting on that is really really useful because that's that's what my notes are when I come back from a journey as well. It's it's what's going on in here as well as what's going on with the body. And I think what you're offering people is a really beautiful thing mm. because we always think oh, I'll always remember
0: this. But you yeah. never do. No. You know, life gets so busy. There's yeah. only so much your brain can yeah. actually hold and remember. And yeah. it's like by just having like, you're like, oh, I was really touched by this flower or this person. Yeah. Just give me a beautiful smile just as I was about to quit. And it's just yeah. like those moments I think yes. are really gorgeous just to remember. Even yes. like I was sharing just before we started, and it's like I walked the coast to coast and mm-hmm. I did it backwards. Mm-hmm. So I went from east to west. No. Yeah. Yeah, East to West. Yeah. I'm like, please don't ever do that, anyone. If anyone's ever thinking of doing that, don't do that. You you start in the most picturesque, beautiful place and end up somewhere that when I landed there, it was grey, rainy and quite industrial looking. I don't mm. think the sun would have made it as impressive as Robinson mm. Bay had been. And I had the rain in my face the whole time. And it's England, it's going to rain. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, don't do not do that. It would have been much mm. easier to have been push me uphill rather yes. than push me backwards. Mm. Yeah. One of the things I think about um, pilgrimages, I'm about to say, this might sound a little bit weird. We're talking about talking to trees. This will sound perfectly normal, <laughs> is that a lot of the old the old traditional pilgrimages are on, they can be traced along like ley lines of today. Mm. And when we think about the earth and connecting with the earth, I often think that when we walk somewhere with intention and while focus is inside, right. By walking, the repetitive act of walking, Mm. what we actually do is we shift energy. We shift the energy of the earth. And obviously walking those ley lines would have been an important way to do that. And I think a lot of maybe even like physical baggage stuff Mm. that we carry is because everything's congested. We're Mm -hmm. busy. Our thoughts are congested. Our time is congested. Um, Oh, I, 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 I... when i was ch- chatting to april um from the moon is my calendar or the last episode she used the word digest and i was like that's mm-hmm. what it is we don't give ourselves time to digest anything mm-hmm. and whether it's from an energetic point of view i actually think this is from um like when people have passed and their soul and spirit is still like roaming the earth because they haven't yeah. moved on it's like i started doing what I now know is uh, acupuncture, but I didn't know that's what it was. I just knew I was like poking sticks in the ground, going, oh, we need a, we need a stone here or we need a twig here. And it was like, oh, that act of walking, that act of mm. pilgrimage that would have been done by hundreds of people
1: yeah.
0: keeps the channels flowing yeah. within ourselves, but also of the land. Yep. And since we've stopped doing that as much, or we're getting somewhere from here to there, or we're going somewhere and we're chatting, it's like, oh, please, I'm not saying do that carry on doing all of that <laughs> you know mm. get to the get to the top of the peak as quick as you can go out with your family and friends absolutely but there is something I feel that when you're by yourself mm. and it's like that inner contemplation yeah you're shifting the energy yeah. obviously for yourself but also the land yeah. and I, I don't know there's just something I don't, it hasn't fully formed in my mind yet mm. or my experience but I'm like I think that's what the act of pilgrimage used to do mm. as well. It looks after our own spiritual health, yeah. but also the spiritual health of the lands
1: around us. I mean, does that
0: resonate at all when I absolutely. say that? Or... Absolutely, okay. absolutely.
1: Yeah, it totally does. It totally does. And I haven't hadn't thought about it that way, but I I like that. Mm. <laughs> and I mean, I think for those of us who are sensitive to energy, we can tell there are places that are special yeah. or different. Or, I mean, it's like Avebury. I was oh, I love Avebury. That is my yeah. Favorite place in the world, and there was mm. a time when I was going there twice a month because I was just, I just, it was like I craved the energy of the place, and I would go and there's a place where I would stay overnight, and I would wake up before dawn and I would go to West Kennett Long Barrow and I would sit in West Kennett Long Barrow before the tourists started coming during the day, and and it was just the energy of the place, just it, mm. it was like I craved it, and and it just felt so special, and so. You know, was that awakening something in me? Was there something I needed to receive from that? Or was I also helping to activate the energy there? Or was it a symbiotic thing? I, you got to be symbiotic, was, hasn't it? Because we something. are nature. Yeah. yeah. It's like there was always,
0: when my friends come over, usually from um, from uh, the States, and they're like, oh, I want to go to Stonehenge. i like, go to Avebury. Yeah. Do yourself a favor, go to Avebury. Yeah. It was like the first time I ever went to Avebury. Um, it was I just walked in. I was like, "Oh, this is procession energy." Which actually, mm. I, it only just now, I started thinking, "like Oh, yeah, pilgrimage energy." But I could mm. feel the people mm. that had walked that land before, like in procession. And I was like, "Is this a good procession or a sacrificial pr- procession?" I'm not <laughs> quite sure, but it was that energy of moving. Yeah, yeah. And I've done some really special things there, and mm. and, and at Stonehenge, I've been part yeah. of a crystal singing bowl a ceremony that was in the middle of Stonehenge. Which is really lovely, but Mm. still love Avebury. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. What other sacred uh, places have you been? The UK or further afield that had like that impact on you? Uh, Glastonbury definitely. Mm -hmm. Whereabouts Um, in Glastonbury? A particular part of Glastonbury? I'm assuming not the town (laughs) centre.
1: the high street <laughs> um yeah. there's a time when i would go there every month as well because i was just again yeah. craving that energy it was it was mainly two places the white spring
0: yeah <gasps>
1: have you dipped in the water in the white spring? oh yes,
0: <laughs>
1: yes. It's, it's cold gold. it's very gold yes very very cold.
0: yeah
1: and the Charleswell gardens yeah yeah
0: Oh that's handy, they're right opposite each other.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, the chalice is beautiful. The chalice yeah. of
0: gardens. Yeah. Yeah. With the water that tastes oh, like iron.
1: <laughs> I actually not such two a bottles fan of about. it on my shelf, oh, do right you? there? <laughs> yeah. It's
0: like, oh, you don't need your Spartan if you're drinking that, do you? Yeah, exactly. Riky. Yeah, yeah. Um anywhere else that has has like meaning in your heart.
1: Oh. Or that even that you had a cool experience with, actually. Savonic Forest. Oh, where's that? so that's in it's near Marlborough so mm-hmm. it's in Wiltshire so very close to Avery yeah. it's maybe I don't know 10-15 minute drive from Avery yeah and a lot of the books uh, a lot love the trees in the book are from there and there's a campsite there as well um, and right before the start of COVID I went there and I camped for a, a few nights and and so I was able to kind of spend some more time in the forest mm. rather than just, you know, going there for a walk. And there's something very special. There's a lot of ancient trees there. There's a, the, the big billeted oak, which is just mm. ancient oaks, so many ancient oaks and beeches. It's a really old forest and there's something special about the land there. I don't know, whenever I go there and I walk and I visit the trees that are in the book and I get yeah. to know new trees, but there's some, it just feels very special there. Yeah.
0: you've been to the forest of dean no i haven't that's an interesting energy mm. there it's old mm. but it's chaotic oh, it's it? quite only in my obviously only in my experience but when i've gone there before i really love it there's something that i could, i find quite um like oh this is interesting mm. but but not from a, like a oh this is uh, amazing energy it's kind of yeah. like oh, this is where I'd want to come if there was ever an apocalypse. It's like, that's where I'm heading. Because it has, I don't know, it just kind of has that energy. I don't know if it's because there's lots of like hidden caves and it's, I don't know, it's just, it's just very, it's a very curious energy. Mm. You know, like a lot of woods and forests have quite a majestic energy. Yeah, Yeah. It's just very different there.
1: Okay, okay. (laughs) In the the bits
0: I've been around, yeah, it's like, (laughs) interesting. I'll have loads of people going, I live there, it's amazing. And I'm sure it is amazing. It was just very different energy maybe just from what i'm used to but it was just like oh this is interesting in fact Mm -hmm. actually it was in the forest of dean that i had a very weird experience with a she um i think that's how you pronounce it isn't it like a Mm s-i-d-h-e um like basically mocking me (laughs) so maybe actually maybe maybe i'm tainted by that energy um <laughs> of going, oh you puny human i was like excuse me <laughs> See, yeah that was that was a bit of an initiation energy that was from that yew tree thank you very much um so i mean we're talking we talk to the trees all the time yeah um clearly <laughs> I might have been going, oh yeah and i've got this creature up there now shouting at me um how would you recommend if people are like oh my god i think i i think i can do that or i used to be able to do that and i don't know how Mm. what do you how do you recommend people like start or get back Mm. into into like communication with maybe it doesn't have to be trees plants Mm. but We'll go for trees because we
1: love yeah. trees. Um, well, I'll send you a link to the blog post. Yeah, um, we'll put that in the show notes yeah. for everyone. Yeah. because um, that's kind of where I dump everything. And then when people mm. send me emails with questions that aren't covered in the blog post, I add them to the blog post. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so it just keeps growing over the years. But it's 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 all about slowing down. Mm. Just slow down. Like don't rush up to a tree and be like, hey, how are you doing? Waiting for the answer, like, come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> tell me, tell, tell me. don't move that quickly, strangely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's about slowing down, sitting next to a tree or standing next to a tree. Slow down, slow down your senses. Connect all of your mm. senses, see what you can hear, smell, touch. Probably not taste because you don't want to you know go into the toxic world of things. But <laughs> don't kiss the trees. No, the trees. <laughs> yeah. <up. laughs> um, and just you know reconnect with yourself and reconnect with those those clear senses because I hear a voice when I hear the trees. Mm. You might hear a voice in your head, or you might get an image of something that's like the symbol of what it's trying to tell you. Or you might get a feeling like there's so many different, but it's subtle communication. Mm. It's not the tree with a mouth talking to you the way we're talking now. So don't expect that. Um, you, you, That's why you've really got to slow down and connect so that you can hear or feel or sense the message of the tree. And it could come in many different forms, but it, it is going back to developing those clear senses. And I, I think it's really important to
0: remind people that it's okay if you feel like you're making it up. Yes, yes, yes. Because what is life anyway? <laughs> Just yeah. a series of you assuming things are happening a particular way or or not. Yeah. And it's like, but what if I'm making it up? And it's like, who cares? Yeah. And in fact, I was having this conversation with someone the other day, and they wanted something like to be fixed, like like this, or like a, a, an aspect of their life to be changed, like in a blink of an eye. And I said, you know, I absolutely trust my intuition. I don't. I can't not trust it because it is just repeatedly proves to me time and time again that it's correct. It's like, I know you practice kinesiology too. Mm-hmm. And like when I started practicing kinesiology, um, I would sense things, I would feel things. And it was not as though one day I went, hey, I think this is going on for you. Or actually, I've got a message from this person who's beyond the veil. It was just like, I know this might sound weird. But I'm getting a bit of a pain in my left shoulder. And people would go, how did you know that? I didn't tell you about And I'm like, "Oh, there's something here. Yeah. And the, over the years, every time I was like, "Oh, I know this might sound strange. Like, I kind of still say that now. It's kind of like my little catchphrase. I know this yeah. might sound a bit strange, <laughs> but kind of like my, my in too. It's okay if it <laughs> sounds weird. You're safe. Um, but over the years of doing that, it's like, I know it might sound strange. And it's, uh, what it's actually changed to is... Look, I've been doing this for over 20 years now. Um, If I do or say anything that just seems a bit weird, ask me because it's perfectly Mm. normal to me. (laughs) If I'm there going, oh, yeah, I can see this and I'm doing this and I can hear this, it's like, just go with it. (laughs) You know, ask me, but it's so normal. And I think that's the same with the trees, isn't it? You might say to yourself, oh, this is a bit weird. I just felt something under my rib cage. Yes. Well, what does a rib cage represent to you?
1: Yeah.
0: Perhaps it's something that needs protecting. Mm. Oh, I just got a pain in my left leg. Well, what do legs do? They move us forward. Mm. Is there somewhere you're resisting moving forward? Maybe in a creative side or mm-hmm. an intuitive side, because the left hand side is often related to like creation and intuition. And I think so. When we start going, oh, it's okay not to have a mouth talking at me. That mm-hmm. there are other ways to communicate. And it might be yeah. I hear things, and yeah. I can always remember this. Actually, I, I um, my very first was it my first podcast. Yeah, my first podcast was called um, "Extraordinary." Uh, like it was like about your Shiro's journey and people that oh, had. Yeah, yeah that's where I first met you. I think wasn't it? Yes, I you still, still have your shiro stone. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Oh, yay! They're so cute, <laughs> aren't they? I found some the other day. And I was like, oh, I love these. <laughs> and it was talking about people that had heard that call. And when I put like literally the call out to people that had like listened to the call and like changed their life. This one person had wrote back, surely if you're hearing voices in your head, you must, you should go and get psychiatric help. And I was like, should I? (laughs) That's all I've ever known. And then actually, there's only about 50% of people that actually hear in their mind, you know? So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm always chatting to myself or things are chatting to me in my head. But some people might feel it in their heart or, mm. you know, they might see that in a flash of inspiration or they yeah. might just suddenly feel an emotion. And it's like you said, it's that's the important part is yeah. learning how you communicate with the world and the world communicates with you. Yes. And I, I just wrote a blog post um, the other day. That's not unusual in itself. But I was writing about the evolution of um, personal development and I couldn't work out why I'd written it. And I was like, this is a bit weird. It's like in the 60s, we did this. In the 70s, this was the focus. And the 80s, not. And it went right through. And it's just these like three little lines at the bottom. I'm like, oh, this is the important. I write that whole post just for these like bullet points at the end. And it was like, where is it going next? And I wrote like, oh, I think we're going to focus on this. And then I put, and, where I think we're going to have to have a focus on is, um. Psychic health, spiritual health, and energetic health, because those senses are waking up. I I mm. believe more and more people are going, Oh my God, am I going mad, Rebecca? This happened yeah. to me the other day. And I'm like, welcome yeah. to my world. Yeah. Okay, this is what we do. This is how you keep the energy clear. This is what you do to keep yourself like, you know, safe. Not that I think yeah. you're under attack, but you know, so mm. that you feel confident in yourself. And I think mm. actually that's where we're kind of evolving to next is that all of those senses are opening and I think we've particularly had that after forced hermitage Mm. um, of the last few years when those senses are starting to Mm. open up with people or they're they're just remembering yes and it can be a little bit disconcerting I think Mm. sometimes when did that tree just talk to me? Oh my God. (laughs) When you start knowing more than what's been said, and it's very easy to doubt yourself. And this is about coming back to your senses so that Mm -hmm. you can learn to trust yourself and be discerning. I mean, has that been showing up in in your world for people as well?
1: I mean, definitely. Yes. Through the emails that I get from people Mm -hmm. who have read the book or read the blog post and said, I had no idea this was a thing. I thought it was just me. And I thought. I didn't know it was okay. Yeah. Um, so I, that's that's why I think it's so important for us to be talking about this. Yeah. It's like, you're normal, I'm afraid. How boring of yeah. you.
0: <laughs> that should talk about all these things. <laughs> Perfectly normal. It's so, okay. What's next for you then? more books on trees
1: or more books on walking more adventures to be had mm, yeah all of the above yes yeah. <laughs> so I am working on a book on how to talk to trees um that's going to be another channel book from the trees yeah, I've been yeah. reconnecting with trees from the book and connecting with new trees and and yeah getting their tips on how other people can develop the skill and also you know Solo adventures. I'd really like to do the coast to coast again, but alone this time. Yeah. Um, How long did you take to do the coast to coast? It took us. I think it was two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. some people can do
0: it in like three days. No. Yeah.
1: yeah. No. We and we actually <laughs> there were there were three of us yeah. and we actually needed to kind of reevaluate about halfway through and kind of slow down because mm. it was I was finding it quite challenging. Yeah. Um. And and that was the first time I'd had an adventure like that with other people. So it was, it was a really good learning experience in terms of Other people's rhythms again, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So tell us, where can people find all of the things? We'll put everything you mentioned now in the show notes, people. So just
1: scroll (laughs) down and click the links. (laughs) But where can people find you? Uh, It's hollywharton.com, so holly like the tree, uh, w-o-r-t-o-n.com. And that's got the podcast, it's got my books, it's got everything I do, blog, all the stuff.
0: And where do you recommend people start with you? That one mm. podcast, uh, sorry, that one blog post that we will separate out in the show notes, how yeah. to talk to trees. But yes. if they're interested in any other work you do,
1: where's the best? Um, or just- well, there's a page on my website called the everything page. Oh, is- how easy is that? Perfect. <laughs> which is like a summary of all the stuff I do and offer. And yeah. Yes. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I love talking with you. It's great (laughs) to see you and we need to do this more often. (laughs) For sure. Thank you very much. Thanks.